Get it starts right now on the Sports Animal. Happy birthday, America! I'm Fred Slow alongside me. My very best friend in real life. Forget radio. Because Van's not here! Brandon Ortega, KOB's Brandon Ortega joins me. He's going to hang out all morning. Good morning, Brandon. Good morning, bud. I feel like the intro needs to be changed to N, now hosting, yeah. probably yeah. Fred Slow and probably Van Nunley. Because, what, the last month, you two have only been together once? So often, <laughs> the third seat, Brandon Ortega, taking over the second seat. I'm honored to do it, especially on a on a day like this. My favorite holiday of all the holidays. All of them. This is my favorite. It, it always has been since I was little. And why is that? Because it was always the holiday that was the most fun mm-hmm. with family when we would get together. Just the barbecues were great. The fireworks were always really fun. Correct. The food was always my favorite because like... Today's varsity. Well, I think we'll get into that. We'll Today, talk about food. But yeah, the food is always my favorite for... Fourth of July. Today's varsity, Brandon and Mike, and we're opening up the phone lines, 505-246-0610. Today's varsity, barbecue sides, okay? So your favorite sides at a barbecue. Yeah. So we're going with. I, I got, I, I've got mine ready to go for later. Uh, what do you mean by sides? All right, so I'm I would say, like, you. a feature would be a hot dog. Oh, okay. Right. A side would be. Beans. There you go. Rice. Coleslaw. There you go. Coleslaw. So that's today's varsity. Mash. Potato salad. We're starting it early, so I'm excited. We're getting hungry at seven in the morning right now. Getting yes. hungry, and you did bring breakfast. Thank you for that. No, I will. I will always take care of you. Hot dog eating contest. Delicious. Love that. Mike Vital. Good morning. Good morning, guys. Happy Fourth. Thank you. Happy Fourth, bud. I texted Mike Vital in the week, and I said, "I said, what's the rule over there, at Cumulus? We we open on the holiday. <laughs> we doing this thing? Yeah. Getting stricter. The protocols here." <laughs> Mike says, "It was a fair question. It's fair." You and I were having a little fair. Taco Tuesday. To be fair, we were having a little Taco, little Taco Tuesday, and Van, or excuse me, and Mike says I wouldn't miss the show for anything. I said, "Oh, thanks, Mike. We're gonna do it. Best of the best." Brandon, you've been busy all week. You go up the mountain or anything? Uh, not even go to the mountain this month. <laughs> I may do it next. <laughs> well, it is. Ju- we just started a new month. The tram reopened. Fiance, and, and now that the tram is open, the yeah. fiance and I are talking about. Doing a trail up Me- the mountain. Maybe not the big, big one like I did a couple weeks ago. Right. La Luz only three weeks ago or so with the UNM women's soccer team for a story, which was a blast. But I don't think I'm doing it soon. Me and me and this girl went up on the tram yesterday, and I had never been. Oh, wow. Cool. Yeah, right? So it had just good, reopened. Good yeah, just reopened yesterday. Or just reopened before? yesterday. I saw it on the Twitter. So I said, okay, I'm going to go. I'm, gonna, I'm going up the tram. So, so how is it different? I know there's more, there's it's different now, it restriction is. wise, the amount of people that can be and, on it at once. And I'm going to be really transparent here, guys. I have lived in Albuquerque for three years. I had not taken the tram yet. That was foolish of me. I'm not a big fan of heights, so I don't. Really, I don't. I'm, I don't really plan on. There. I don't really plan on doing it unless I really have to. I and let me tell you this: the way up, I was at or as near as scared as I've ever been about any decision I've ever made in my life. And then the way down it was much better. Okay. It was much better because I had an expectation. Yeah. Yeah. But on the way up, it was a thing. So so we got up there fairly early. So I guess normally there's at or near 40 people in the tram. Allowed in the tram. Yes. Which, Before COVID-19. Correct. 
which is that's like sardines in a can. Okay, it's a lot of people. It's a lot of people. The thing's not even that big, right? It's not that big. It's not. No. How many people now? I think they said twenty. That yeah. Still seems tight, but we rode up with like six people. Yeah. There was like right because we got the you know I'm an early riser. You see me every Saturday morning. Look, look at what we're doing right now. Yeah. Dave and Buster's presents ABQ Central live from the ABQ Act Studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. Big shout out to Mexico Pinion Coffee. They renewed their partnership with the show. Very cool. Through the end of the year. You know, so. the time that I went, when I first moved here from Las Vegas, Nevada, uh-huh. about 20 years ago, you guys, and Brandon, I, it, got, it got stuck. So what? It, was, it was right during Christmas time. Just before Christmas, yeah, I don't think swinging, I'm going to do that. Now that, that back I know it's forth. possible, yeah, that's I, not. I could, and I, I'm, I'm not like cool. you. I'm scared of heights. There was there was a gentleman on top of you it. You said halfway in, it was it got stuck. Uh, seven, about three quarters of the way up, and you're like really, you're really incline. high up, right? You're really high up. You were not on it. It just got stuck. That's no, essentially, no, I, I was on it. Oh my gosh, yeah. For how long were you stuck? Uh, it was like an hour. Or so. Oh my, unacceptable. So. The very beginning of it and the very end of it is when it's not at a high point, right? Because like it just kind of like gets right into it, right? As soon as you yeah, start. correct. So it it starts literally on the second floor of a thing, which I'm okay on yeah. like a second floor. Right. I'm not one. You put me like basketball hoop level, I'm good. Yeah. But you like you stack like two basketball hoops. No. Yeah, that's about that's about my threshold as well. Unacceptable. I'm getting a little. Yes. And I've been in some things. The arch is 630 feet tall. The Space Needle is 660 feet tall. I've been in these. I've been on the Empire State Building. This was as scary as all those things. For a no, for a guy who doesn't like heights, you've you've gotten well, yes, you've gotten high up there. I'm well. I'm not afraid Nose to bleed. Yes, Sears Tower no longer called that. Whatever it's called now. Oh yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Changed well, I grew name. up there, so you'd always see you. You can see four. Why did they, Why did they the change top. that? Money sponsor. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah um, new corporate. Same reason the Redskins are doing anything. Mm. We'll get to that later in the program. Craig Edwards we're, is going to. Oh, yeah, from, yeah, we're, we're going to talk about that. Yeah, we're definitely going to talk about or that. Or shizzle. Craig Edwards is going to join us this morning from Fangraphs. If you're not familiar with Fangraphs, it's a sweet website. Breaks down all kinds of statistics. A uh, friend of the show um, on my last show when I was in St. Louis. So he does a lot. Of, he used to cover the St. Louis Cardinals. He's going to talk about the St. Louis Cardinals being put into the uh, Field of Dream game. So that's going to be really exciting. So we're going to talk about. So that. we're going to get a Field of Dream game this year, allegedly. So it's set for I, August thirteenth, Cardinals and White Sox. And if that is a thing that actually happened, and initially it was going to be Yankees, Yankees White Sox, wasn't it? yes, yeah. and the Yankees are out. Yeah, so I'm the, not. I'm not optimistic that's going to happen, but we'll talk about. That. I also am not. But here's the thing: if it does, I will be there. I hope so. Yes, it's the it's the combination of my two favorite things, and I will do that. You're making me want to watch that movie. It's been a long time it, since I watched. If that you movie. haven't, that's it. That seems like a. Good it has been. So, I'm not gonna lie to you. It's been so long since I've seen it. Okay. I, the next time I see it, it it's gonna feel like the first time all over again. Isn't that I'm incredible? Gonna, I'm gonna like forget everything about it. I don't watch much. movies twice. Yeah, you you hardly watch things once. Yes. <laughs> let alone twice. I will give up. You know, I did watch this week, this you, past you week. You famously don't watch a lot of no. TV and movies. So me and this girl, we watched The Floor is Lava on Netflix. Have you seen this? I, Are you, you familiar know, with this? Of all the things on Netflix <laughs> yes. that you have not seen, yes. you go ahead and watch that. 
It's tremendous. You still haven't even watched Ozarks. I don't know what that is. Yes, you do. We've talked about Ozarks several times. It's like the best show on Netflix. And, and it is based where, in a place you've been a be, bunch of times throughout your life. It's amazing you haven't watched it yet. It'd be like he, that. The sometimes. last time Brandon was here, he did bring that up. Oh, well. Because you should watch it. I, well, I still Not haven't. The Floor is Lava. Now, go ahead. How, how was The Floor is Lava? If you haven't seen The Floor is Lava, I would highly recommend Appar- seeing The Floor is apparently Lava. Apparently, it's the number one trending thing on Netflix for a couple weeks now. It do be like that sometimes. Like yeah. this, yeah, this thing. All right, it's getting good reviews. The well, I don't know why. I reached out. You just you, how many episodes did you watch? All. That, so, <laughs> there you go. That's why. I sent a uh, I sent a DM to the host of the show. Actually, I'm going to check right now as I'm talking to you. All right, no response yet. So I sent a DM, and I was like, "Listen, I bet his I bet his DM box is. Oh cool. my gosh, it has to be. <laughs> the premise, Mike Vital, is they've taken a swimming pool, and they filled it with Gatorade or something. And then they certainly lit it up. I yes, would yeah, it's like Gatorade and like, like, uh, like Omni Lumescent. What word am I trying to say? Lunescent, like, like the algae that glows. So anyway, so they they put a a motley crew of competitors on a team, and they tell them to trust It's duos, but correct, but trios. Oh, it's trios. Yeah, often trios, once duos. Okay, and they so have it's to like brothers or. Could family, be. family members, yeah. best buds. It could be like, I don't it's, know. It's always people that know each other. Fred, Brandon, and Mike. It's not like a big group of people, and then they just like pair them up. Right. It's, it's like people that know each other. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's a good one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All, um, it's like a, all sister wives. So then what they have to do is they have to, and it's through obstacles, Vital, built into, into this pool. They have to like jump on like chairs to chairs to tables. Kind of like a wipeout, holy moly type thing. Exactly yeah. like that. Yeah. And and the game itself doesn't look that difficult. When they win, you're not that happy. But when they lose, Vital. <laughs> He's going to fall. He's going to fall. <laughs> <He fell. laughs> yeah. And the episodes are like perfect. They're like 20 minutes. Like that's all you need. You know, you don't need a lot. So it's, uh, I don't know. So I would recommend The Floor is Lava on Netflix. Also, I'm going to submit multiple team options for them. I will cover my own travel and board to go to Burbank, California. I will do that. Oh, they already disclosed where it's where it's filmed? Well, they're not filming anything, any new episodes anytime soon. Right. Well, I did some research because I, I definitely want that because it's more, it's important. I, I would say 75% of things we see on TV are filmed in Burbank anyway. That's a pretty fair guess. It's a yeah. There's a lot of studios there. It's a lot, a lot that, of big ones. That wipeout studio's uh, way outside L.A. Yeah, it's a, it's an old IKEA. Huh. Why do I know so much about this? Why did I put so much effort? Oh, in, you knew a lot about. I wish WWE. I could say I'm impressed by how much you know about this, but I'm just like not happy that of all the Netflix shows, this is the one you've gone you've gone and done a bunch of well, research all, and watch all, all the episodes. I will watch until you watch Ozarks. I I will be upset with you with your Netflix watching. You you, you got to watch that. Button. I grew that's, up. That's pretty good. Outside the Ozarks. Yeah, doesn't doesn't I'm, mean you shouldn't watch it. It probably means you should watch it. The only thing I know going Jason on. Jason Bateman at the top of his game, man. Top of his game right now. Yeah, Chicago. Chicago they just got renewed. Right? They just got re- we talked about this. They just got renewed for their fourth season, which is supposed to be the final season. They're going to write it that way. You got to watch it. I've never seen it. Not one episode. No. I don't yeah. even. I, just, it, just do me this. Try the first episode, just so you could say you've tried the first episode. And I really feel like you're going to watch a bunch, a bunch more. 
you could do the intro music to the show right now, like you could hum it, and I wouldn't be able to recognize. It's not it. really an intro. Oh, to it, kind of, sort of. You have to see it. The intro is one of the most interesting things, but I think we have to go to break. I will go to break with you. We're at seven forty-five. Craig Edwards, Fangraphs.com. We're gonna have him on. Before we do that, we're gonna talk a little major league baseball. You're listening to Dave and Buster's Presents, ABQ Central, live from the ABQX studio, powered by New Mexico, Pinon, 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Okay, now what is this now? Probably the best score on television. That's what it is. Just, just ominous music? Just Yeah, we're not going to hear words, right, Mike? I'm not sure. Yeah, this is this is the music that's played right before Bruce Wayne's parents are killed. This is it. This is what you told me. Yeah, I, this think is, I think this is Ozark. I, I think you can do your your ID right now. Welcome back to the program. <laughs> Following you, Fred. It, it's just like it's a, like Halloween music, not Fourth yeah. of July music. All right. it's, it's just a slow panning camera through a dark forest, and you're like, "Oh, okay, we're set." Dave Buster presents ABQ Central Live from the ABQX Studio, powered by New Mexico Pinion. We're uh, watching the Ozark. Yeah, for those wondering what that was, our top-notch producer Mike Vitale is trying to show Fred the intro music's intro score to Netflix's best show, Ozarks. But uh, I don't think that really sold Fred yet. No. I think you're going to need more to watch. The that. number one show on Netflix is The Floor is Lava. I think that's incorrect. You should. <laughs> I don't care what Netflix says. <laughs> They're saying that it's the number one trending thing because they want you to watch it. I did. And they <laughs> it got you. They tricked you. Here's what I do. I get on MLBTradeRumors.com. And I get on Fangraphs.com. And I sit there. And I read Major League Baseball stuff, and I watch. Apparently not, because you watched the whole season of The Floor's Lava. I, mean, here's, I don't really pay attention. I just wait till the announcer goes, ah, and then I they show me a replay. I watch someone you, you die in lava. You you um you go ahead and tell yourself that because you watched the whole season. That's a lot. It was a lot of them. How many? I mean, how many episodes is that? I don't know. 10, 12, 14? That's upsetting. I didn't count them. And, like, there was, like, a varying degree. Somewhere, like, 40 minutes, somewhere, like, 20 minutes. And to me, once I get past, like, minute 20 of something, it's hard to keep me. That's almost a third of the amount of games we're going to get in Major League Baseball in the regular season this year. 60 of them. Yeah. 20 would be a third. That's almost a third. Yes. You watched. Starting, I believe, lava. July 20-something. 24th, 24th, I think. So they're starting all their so so baseball players reported yesterday, July the third, they reported back. I don't I don't know what that means necessarily. I don't know what back means. But they're back, okay? Not all of them. I think that means they got their test, their corona test, and okay. it came back negative and then they're back now. But for instance full on. If you're relief pitcher of like Mexican heritage and you're currently living in Mexico, mm-hmm. Mexico shut the border. So you couldn't come back. So did most of Europe, and I'm not mistaken. Canada. Everyone shut the border that's, on us. Uh, it's necessary. It's a thousand percent necessary. Because mm-hmm. we have a thousand more percent corona than anyone else. Yeah, na- namely what? Texas? Correct. 
Florida. Yes. California. Arizona. And Arizona's the big one, right by us. All of them. Yeah. Well, and don't think that Texas is not right by us because it also is. Yeah. They said no, you can't go. Hang out. El Paso is from right right, right where we are right now. Yes. Would the Texas border be closer to us or Arizona? It's pretty close. I think Arizona by a little bit. Go fish. I have no idea. I think Arizona. Well, you're going to find out today. The Colorado border is closer. I you're, don't know. You're going to find out today. You're going camping. I'm going to go camping this weekend. Head out to the, head out to Flagstaff. The, uh, the home of Van Nunley's mom and dad. Van Senior. Well, we're going to talk. Senior. We're going to talk Major League Baseball nonstop. We're going to start that conversation right here. Let's do it. 3,815 individuals tested by Major League Baseball on the day that everyone returned. 31 player positives. And of all the numbers I've been seeing in the sports world, that's the most encouraging one I've heard all it's, week long because, like UNM, for an example, okay. had 88 tested within their athletic program. And? Only one came back positive, which is good. But still... You want to hear more numbers because there's more people to test in the athletic department, and you want to see where it goes from there. But, uh, I mean, yeah, that's about 1%, right? Yeah. For, and, for Major League Baseball, that's very encouraging. And I apologize. I'm dyslexic. 3,185 tests. So it's it's right above 1%. As 31 players plus 7, like, support. So whatever that is. Training huh? staff. Whatever. Right. Or people in the organization. So we're on day day one, and you're through test one, and apparently there's going to be tests every single day. And there should. How long does it you, take? To, it took me three days to get results on mine. I mean, if you're going to pull off a season, you have to take every single precaution you have, and testing every day is just going to have to be part of it. Now, here's the interesting part, Michael. Does it get any less painful every time is what I'm wondering, because I haven't, I haven't had it yet. Well, you, I haven't had the test yet. You need to get it. You need to experience it. And I I mean, also... And you also mind. just need to yeah. know, too, more than anything. They, You got it, Mike. You said, I got it. It's up the nose, and they, they like, scrape out the inside of your brain a little bit with a Q-tip, and then they pull it out. Right. Ugh! It's brutal. Your eyes get watery. Super watery. So here's the deal. Mine get watery easily as it Same. is. Exactly. Let alone... In- let alone shoving something up a nose. And it's so incredibly and unnecessarily dry here. Yeah. Yeah. Just just the burns. So Major League Baseball playing Major League Baseball Player Association, here's what they said. They said, Brandon, test us every day. We love it. Here's the thing though. If we have it, you can't tell anyone. You can give numbers, but you can't give names. Well, you can't tell anyone like publicly, you can't tweet about right. it or and I don't agree with that. Why not just get it out there? Are the you... whole point of everyone getting tested is so everyone can know if you have it, or at least your loved ones. I mean, obviously they're allowed to tell their loved ones and whoever they're living with. And now, the team cannot. Family. Players can. Right. Yes. Right. That, I, I'm, I agree with you a thousand percent. Right. Honestly, I think teams should be allowed to. I, I really do. You're a Dodgers guy. I am a, I'm a Dodgers fan. And my B team would be Angels. Like, I grew up yes. right in the middle Correct. of Orange County and L.A. County. So, yeah, I grew up watching both. So let's say your boy, Cody Bellinger, mm-hmm. he gets it. Mm-hmm. The team tests him, he gets it. Mm-hmm. All right? He's out, he's out of the lineup for the day. Now, the team d- cannot say, 
by contract and by HIPAA that he has it. I mean, if a player is sitting out this season, everyone's going to wonder if they have it. That's the question. Why not just tell people, put them at ease, just be honest about it? Tommy what, Pham did what are What are you losing by saying this person had it or has it currently in his quarantine? Like, we, we, this is the world we live in. It gets a little interesting to me. Let's say, uh, let's say you're running second, you turn your ankle. The team can say he turned his ankle. Is that a workplace injury? Is that different? I don't understand. I don't know the rules. But how come your L.A. Dodgers can tell the fan base, yeah, he turned his ankle? How come your L.A. Dodgers cannot tell the fan base COVID-19? It's a life-threatening disease. It's a life-threatening virus. Why, why not tell anyone that could possibly interact or cross paths with this person or may have at some point in the last few weeks? You never know, especially in a big city like Los Angeles, if they see them at the supermarket right. or something like that. I don't know if Cody Bellinger's getting his own grocery. Oh, he don't go to the point. bodega? That's what you're saying? I mean, who doesn't like going to the grocery store every once in a right. while? It's, it's part of life. Hmm. I think everyone should know. That's how I feel. Everyone should know about it. So then, right now, the only avenue for everyone to know is player proper. So do you feel that player proper, because right now there's 31 of them, and I know about Tommy Pham and Tommy Pham only. Do you feel of those remaining 30 that they have a responsibility to come out and say, hey, I got the Rona? I'll I'll tell you this. If I got it, I would announce it. I really would. Yes, same. I would do it. But that's just us. But it, yeah, I, I would, I would, I think everyone should just, I mean, again, man, it's the world we live in. We're hearing about it every single day. This new person's getting it. The, we hear about the numbers in every city in America. There's no, at this point, there shouldn't be an embarrassment about it because it's a worldwide virus. It's, it's just, it's everywhere. I, I just, I think people should be responsible for, now, like, for informing. Because, again, you and I, we, yes. we may have crossed paths with someone who's listening right now, been near them at some point, out and about, you know, gas station, you know, essential places. And if they knew we had it, they would go get themselves tested just to be safe about it because they could spread it to someone else there's, that they live with. There's been another time in my life I've been tested for a transferable disease. If you have that thing, you have to tell everyone you've come into contact with. Yeah, that's a good analogy. We're currently at a place. And, by the way, then I was younger. I was a kid. You know, my my circle was much smaller. Now, I wasn't a kid kid. I was in my 20s. But now, you just come across everyone. You can't avoid. But I'm saying... That if you're a Major League Baseball player and you're out game three of 60. And then you quarantine for two weeks. Then you're out what? 12 more games? Yeah. Yeah. You get a positive, you are out at least 13 games. Yeah. That's a pretty big chunk of the season. We only get 60 games in the regular season. At this point, we're getting 60. It's like who 25%. Knows they, who knows if that's even going to happen? No, and that's what There's I'm telling no you. no guarantee we're even getting 60. Yeah, man. Yeah. Everyone should should advance it. That's how I feel, for sure. Now batting for the Angels, center fielder, 
Number 61, whoever, where is Mike Trout? Yeah. We should all know, man. Because that's what I'm saying. Everyone needs to be protected. We're going to grab... And, and there's only... You, we can't control anything about this situation. The only thing we can control is if when we get tested, if we know we have it or not. People should know when there's positive tests and who it is so they can protect themselves if they've crossed paths with that person. 15 short minutes away from Craig Edwards of Fangraphs.com. We get back more Major League Baseball talk. Dave and Busters presents ABQ Central live from the ABQX studio. Powered by New Mexico Pinion, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Is there anything more important, Brandon, than likes and retweets? Family. Oh, okay. You're going to tell me that family is more important than... The overwhelming acceptance and appreciation of strangers? Yes. Ian Desmond earlier this week says, uh, hey, I'm out. Um, I got a pregnant wife. I'm not going to play baseball right now. Young children? Yeah. Says um, says it through just like this impassioned, like exceptional Instagram post. And if you haven't seen it, I underscore Des20 on the gram. Maybe I'll do a little like and retweet on the Talk ABQ, ABQ Central Instagram. So he he comes out and he says, "Hey man, I, I, I've played you know eleven years. What's that work out to be? Sixteen hundred games or whatever? I, don't, I really don't know. And uh, more than that, yeah. It's got yeah. And he's like, uh, he's like, I'm a major leaguer. He's like, I'm established. I, I play this game at a really high level. Um, here's the thing though. Um, I started playing it on what was your what was your youth league growing up? What was it called? Um, Pinto League or uh, just the Little League. Okay, yeah, yeah. So that's a nationwide. So we had organization, a, yeah, Little League. So I had a Tri City Baseball mm. and I had Quarry League. These were like the two okay. public leagues. So growing up, we we had these things and we played them. And so Ian Desmond puts out this impassioned Instagram post, and it's like, he's like, "Hey man, I'm stepping away from the game I love because it's just too dangerous right now, and I'm I'm kind of relooking back at. And I believe is he from uh, Sarasota? Is that correct? I'm throwing out what I believe is correct. And if that's not exactly it, I apologize. So he, he looks back and uh, at his little league field, and he's like, this thing is a joke. Sarasota, that's correct. He says, yep. he says this thing is a joke. He's like, I, I cannot believe that public, that rec league, that easily acceptable baseball has fallen the way that it has fallen so it's no longer everyone gets to play. It's everyone gets to play if they can afford it. Oh, my God, Brandon. Ian Desen hit me in the heartstrings. And that's just the public league, not the club league. No, the club league is the booming. Clu- yeah, because the club league, that, man, nationwide, the amount of money parents are spending. For youth to sports. Put, to put, yeah, to put their kids in the youth club world. Astronomical. You... A whole, a whole income, a whole yearly income, correct, can be spent on that. Yeah, if you have, if you're in that, in the top, top, top one, correct. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, my wife sells Advocare because uh, we need the extra income to afford travel ball. Yep, that's real. That's what people do because there's no longer an acceptable place for community baseball. Well, the I mean, we're getting we're. We're getting off topic here, but yeah, the club level. I mean, people are trying to get their kids into college and 
college baseball and trying to get their sure. kids in the MLB. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, back to the little league, back to the public one. That's to, that's not cheap either. Yeah, and, that, and Ian Desmond wants to help that situation. He wants to breathe into it. I yeah. ran I ran a public league for years. You're aware of this. I ran yeah. a yeah yeah. I was a director of a park and rec for a long time in St. Louis, Missouri. And the thing that was so interesting to me about that is um, it's not every six four three goes over. It's not every you know, player advances on a pass ball. It's not that type of thing. What it is, it's a kid swinging a bat for the first time. It's a, it's a, it's a too hot of a day to have a practice, so you go to the pool. It's a sleepover for a birthday party. That's what this league is. So that's part of. So that's part of the of the equation for Ian yeah. Desmond. Reading a statement right here, this is something else that I think for a second was was something people were talking about but i mean it's an under the radar thing that's been a problem in his opinion he said quote in clubhouses we've got racist sexist homophobic jokes or flat out problems we've got cheating mm-hmm. now we've been exposed to the cheating a little bit recently with the astro scandal there's apparently more on the surface that could be coming out apparently with the yankees but uh yeah i mean that's 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 real Says Ian Desmond, racist, sexist, homophobic issues. I don't think it's fair to say that club baseball breeds individuals with those mindsets. I don't think that's fair. No. No. I think it is fair to say. He's saying in the clubhouse of major league baseball teams. That's what he's saying. Well, where do you feel like these major baseball players came up at? Right. That's what I'm saying. I'm I'm talking core values here. I'm talking... Well, it's a societal issue. Yeah. Racism and sexism and homophobia. It's a societal thing, not just, I mean, these guys, obviously, a lot of them grew up, most of them, you would think, grew up playing club baseball, those that could afford it. Right. Probably a lot of them couldn't afford it, and they played a lot of public baseball. Who knows the percentages of that, but it's a societal thing in school we're having these issues, in every level of school. Probably from middle school up, we're having these issues. It's it, kids. Kids are just learning yeah. bad habits and the wrong things in society. And well, and I, and I I grew up in a public school setting. You grew up in a public yeah, school I did, setting. Yeah. And I t- I was absolutely exposed to ignorance and hatred and racism and bigotry and ideals that I didn't necessarily um, align with. With that said, without that exposure to those things, I wouldn't have known I didn't align with them. Like it's it's not necessarily that it exists that's the problem it's that it's so easily well, that, no that's a problem too that all that stuff exists just like in Raci- origin uh, yeah I'm saying just in general it's you know racism and homophobia and stuff like yeah that. that's a problem no well and you're spot on obviously with that but what I'm saying is you have to have like a strong enough core set of values that you do not allow yourself to yeah. number one participate number two ignore number three yeah. Go on. That's a whole nother, yeah, it's a whole nother conversation for sure, man. So when Ian Desmond comes out earlier this week and he says, I'm not playing ball, but I'm not stepping away from the game. What I'm going to do is I'm going to put my effort into my community. I'm going to put my effort into my family. Well, he's saying he's not going to step away from the game without some great intentions and, and, Mm -hmm. and, and, and goals to get after. So that's commendable. Now, does it make it commendable because he claimed it? Because if he had done all of this, and here's where I'm trying to get you. Yes. If he had said, I'm not playing because my wife's pregnant, 
does fan base backlash? Does fan base say forget you? Does fan base say you don't love the game and you don't love us? But because he does, and this thing is impassioned. I cannot stress this. Like, find it, read it. I'll retweet it. But do you think this is altruistic, or do you think this is a affront? No, I think for the Ian Desmond brand. I think Ian Desmond is feeling the way a lot of people are feeling. I think he's terrified that this virus could get to him yes. and he could spread it to his family. I think that's the thing that ignited his ultimate decision to step away for this season. But he's also thought to to a huge extent and really dug into where he the way he looks at the world. And he wanted to make sure that when he made his announcement, hey, I'm not only stepping away from the game because of the coronavirus. Mm -hmm. This is what else is on my mind. And this is something I probably would have never said, never spoken up about, if not for the situation I'm in now. I think that has been one of the silver linings of the world, is that we're all speaking up a lot more about certain things. I mean, gosh, the George Floyd passing being the other spark to this conversation, mm-hmm. right, of, of, of especially racism, those two things have collided in a way for Ian Desmond where he just didn't feel like it was worth it to play the season. And he's fortunate that he's got, I don't know, I've never seen his bank account, but he, you would assume he's got some money saved. Eight mil a year. Yeah, and so you would assume he has some money saved. That he's been frugal, because not every professional athlete in history has been frugal. A, right. lot of, a lot have been broke at this point of his of his being in the league for eleven years. There's so many throughout the history of sports that are broke at this point. You would hope he's not. He's got a family to support, so that was a factor of him making this decision. He can take care of his family without having to play this season, and he's also got his priorities straight, and he wants to take help take care of some some problems that. He would not have been able to have the time if he was playing this season. I love the idea that he's going to, to the best of his own abilities, he identifies it, attack what he believes are problems specifically in his area, specifically as they relate to his family. So that's, I, and I don't know if this is actually the name, Sarasota Youth League Baseball. If that is civil rights in his community. If that is um, anything that he I identifies as important, oh my gosh, embrace, love, and tackle. With that said, I have gigantic concern that he let us know he was doing it to deflect an entourage, excuse me, an onslaught of negativity and ignorance. Because our boy Mike Trout two weeks ago said, quote, tell me when and where. Right. And then yesterday Mike Trout says, oh, I just don't know. Yeah. And Mike Trout is in the exact same family situation well, as Ian I, Desmond. I mean, you can only imagine professional athletes are going back and forth right. in their head. Major League Baseball, MLS, the NBA coming back at the end of this month. We hope it's coming back at the end of this month. All the commissioners have said nothing's a guarantee. Correct. This is just what we could have agreed to with our players' associations. This is what we're going to attempt to do. Who knows if we're getting anything? We're going to find out soon if we're going to start on these tentative start dates. But, uh, yeah, that's that's the ultimate conversation. Is it worth it? Correct. 
when we get back, and we're going to find out when we get back from break. Craig Edwards of Fangraphs.com. We're going to talk the Field of Dreams game, and then wherever this baseball conversation takes us. Dave and Buster's presents ABQ Central live from the ABQX Studio, powered by Mexico Pinion, ninety-five point nine FM, AM six ten D Sports Channel. We're back talking baseball, and we're talking baseball with my friend Craig Edwards, Fangraphs.com. Good morning, Craig. Hey, how's it going? Doing well, my friend. Thank you for taking the time. Thank you for being a friend of the show. Earlier this week, the Major League Baseball announced that the New York Yankees are no longer up to snuff and they cannot play in the most important game in the history of all upcoming baseball, the Field of Dreams game in Dyersville, Iowa. So they went with the obvious replacement team, the St. Louis Cardinals, now taking on the Chicago White Sox. Craig, what do you know? I saw it first on your Twitter. That's why I called you. <laughs> yeah, um, so they haven't officially released the schedule yet, and they don't know if they can get all of the safety protocols worked out. But, uh, you know, every year uh, Major League Baseball tries to do some, you know, some sort of unique smaller venue. You know, they've done some at the, the Little League World Series. They've uh, done games, uh, you know, at, at Army bases. And uh, this year they're going to try and work something out to, to get a game of Field of Dreams and uh, in Dyersville, Iowa. And originally uh, the the White Sox were going to host the Yankees. Now the White Sox uh, are the team of Shoeless Joe Jackson, which made sense for them. And also Chicago's not too far from uh, from from where uh, the Field of Dreams is located. But uh, with the schedule removing the Yankees from the White Sox, uh, they uh, decided to switch it up and, and try to work the, the Cardinals into it. And now uh, we don't know if the game is still going to be able to take place. But, uh, um, you know, when you're dealing with uh, fanless games already, I think uh, doing it in the cornfield would be a pretty cool venue. Craig, Brandon Ortega here. Thanks for joining us on the 4th, bud. So you, you just touched on it a little bit. If it happens, is there going to be any chance any fans whatsoever are going to be allowed in there? Have they talked about that at all? Uh, I don't know. Um, I think that they still have to work out the, the travel uh you know protocols and everything because obviously they're trying to limit teams travel as much as possible um and whether or not they would you know it it depends on the the local regulations and how they get those rules you know whether it's you know you know they were originally planning on i think something like 8000 people now does that mean they can get you know 1000 people in there spread out uh you know i i, I don't know exactly uh, how they're going to get those details worked out? Cause they, they, it's it's an issue of working things out with, uh, you know, the players, the team, and all the the local authorities. And you know, when you're you're already dealing with, uh, you know, the, you know, Chicago, Los Angeles, uh, Texas, and all of their different rules in terms of allowing fans into the stands and uh, exactly how that's going to work out. And now you're having to do it in a very small place um, in terms of you know, what type of capacity uh, they'll be allowed to have. When's the last time you've been to the Field of Dreams, Craig? Um, it's been a long time. I grew up uh, in Des Moines, um, and so, and then I, I went to school for a while in, in Iowa City, and it's, it's not too far from there, but uh, I have not been since, uh, since since I was in college, and that's, well, it's 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 almost 20 years now. So. I think I think it's probably been five years since I've been when I laced a single between short and second, whatever on that. We're not even going to dive into that part. But it's <laughs> it's organized so uh, very well there. I have no doubt in my mind that they would be able to handle whatever influx of people. That's not my concern. But the idea is, do you even waste this first one? Like, do you yeah, right. like do you not just put it on the burner until 2021 if we're 
back to any sort of the new regular in 2021? Because I think it's about that fan experience, Greg. Is it important enough to say, hey, pump the brakes, just go play another one in Bush Stadium? Um, you know, I, I think that uh, they'll, they'll certainly have those discussions, but I think that if you have the opportunity to do it, uh, you're not going to take it away. You know, the, I don't think that if this works out, it won't be the last time that they have a game there, I think. And so that, you know, you're talking about something that, that you could have maybe once every couple of years or maybe if it really works out well, once every year. So I think that if they can do it, they're they're not going to to, to not take the opportunity, uh, even in very unusual situation. We're talking to Craig Edwards of Fangraphs.com. If you've never read any of his articles, he's got one from July 1st talking about Will a player hit 400 this season? So, Craig, I'll ask you a statistical analytical question real quick. So what's been the most challenging thing and interesting thing you've been trying to create contact content with as we approach this restart season? Uh, it's for, for media, it's definitely been a challenge getting ready for what this is going to be like. Well, I think the, the one thing that you're trying to figure out is what what makes this situation, this season, different what's going to be more important what's going to be less important because you know honestly over the course of 162 games a lot of the things that that we're talking about sort of even out you know you know guys go on hot streaks cold streaks it, it evens out over the course of a long season uh you're talking about a rotation uh or the bullpen and you know in a shortened season uh if a starter can take two extra starts that's going to be massive uh, over the course of 60 games compared to 100 162 games. If you've got relievers who can go two or three innings at a time, that's that's going to be huge for a team in, in a 60 game season versus the you know the single inning relievers that we usually see over the longer season because we just don't know where all of the innings are going to come from. So I think you know we're we're trying to figure out what's going to what's going to be more important and what's going to be less important in in this shortened season. The thing I've identified, Craig, as most important is the idea that it's a sprint and not a marathon this year. And a lot of the guys that traditionally come out hot start, they're guys that can do it in colder temperatures. They're guys that can do it uh, quicker into the year. Do you think there's going to be a lot of those similar factors as far as the guys who get out of the gate quickly? Or do you think there's so many variables you won't be able to identify who that will be? Yeah, you know, I think that, uh, you know, it's Obviously not the case uh, in Albuquerque, but up here in Chicago, it's kind of miserable to to play uh, and try to hit the ball out of the park in in early April and and sometimes even into May. And you know you're going to be able to start in July, and in those summer months, the ball travels farther. So hopefully you sort of mitigate those those differences where you you see a bunch of guys who start slow with oh well it's already hot and warm out here and and sort of the the offense tends to to juice up a little bit uh in the summer and i think that that's one of those factors that that could even things out but you know if you can't figure out who your closer is for two weeks of the season, I mean that that could be the difference between making the playoffs and not making the playoffs. So I think these next three weeks are going to be very, very important to, to make sure that people are ready to play and also you're going to be putting them in the best position possible to succeed. Talking with Craig Edwards of Fangraphs.com. So, Craig, if you had to guess for this short season we're going to have, are we going to see astronomical batting statistics or are we going to see pitchers dominate this 60 game season 
you know, we usually see sort of uh, in spring training, the pitchers are, are way ahead of the hitters. But uh, I think that's not exactly the situation we're going to be dealing with. It's going to be more like uh, the the hitter who started the season and then, uh, you know, got hurt or something, missed a few months, and then uh, took a few rehab appearances in, in the minor leagues to get ready. So I think that the hitting is going to be ready um, for for the season. And I think that that it's possible that, you know, the best pitchers aren't going to be able to pitch as much as they have in the past, and that's sort of going to give opportunities for guys who maybe aren't quite as good, and that's also going to, to give more opportunities for, for the hitters to do better. So I think that I think that we're probably going to see a lot more relievers, which can be good or bad depending on the team, but I, I think it's going to be a more offensive uh, type type. Uh, type environment that said major league baseball hasn't told me uh, what ball they're using this year so we don't right. we don't know for sure no, that's going to be a factor for sure craig edwards of fangraphs.com talking with us so if you had to pinpoint a couple of players which you talk about in one of your recent articles which players if you could name a few are built for this 60 game season to own this season and just to dominate you know, I think that you're talking about the best hitters. You know, you're talking about Mike Trout, Christian Yelich, uh, Cody Bellinger. Um, you know, those guys are built to, to succeed uh, in a long season and in a short season where they maybe don't have to worry as much about, um, you know, taking care of their bodies in terms of rest as much. Um, you know, you, you saw Cody Bellinger last year. He was hitting 400 through 50 games. I mean, that, that, that was amazing. And, uh Christian Yelich uh, has injury had his season cut short a little bit, um, but yeah, I mean he was on fire for for a lot of the season as well. And so I think that it'll give the best players the opportunity to to excel. I, I don't think you know you're you're going to have those guys that are sort of like average to a bunch of average players uh, come up and and surprise with with great seasons. But I think ultimately uh, the cream of the crop is going to rise. Craig Edwards, thank you so much for taking the time this morning. At Craig J. Edwards on Twitter, Fangraphs.com, where he brings you everything. Craig, I hope you enjoy your 4th of July, my friend. Thanks, you too. Thanks, Craig. Happy 4th. What a good dude. Solid. Good dude. What a pro on the 4th of July. Waking up early. I'm going to send him a baseball. It's not going to be a thank you text, Mike. It's going to be a thank you emoji. That's how Mm. how much you know I appreciate it. That's the times. We're growing up. We're growing up. When we get back, I mean, we got a bunch of stuff planned. When we get back, NFLPA, they're doing some stuff. We're going to tell you what. Dave & Buster's presents ABQ Central live from the ABQ Act studio, powered by New Mexico Pinon, 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. It's Saturday. It's 7 a.m. This is ABQ Central with your hosts, Fred Slow and Van Nunley. All right, all right, all right, fire them up. It starts right now on the Sports Animal. Back on the program, and we are celebrating a birthday today. It's the nation's birthday. It's not like an individual's birthday. Or America. Yeah. America. Everything just feels insanely off, though, right? Well, I mean, you got me up at 6.30 in the morning, okay. so that that, <laughs> that that in itself made me feel off, even though I... I, I woke up well before my alarm, and I was prepared to get up. But, uh, yeah, now these these times, man, we're, what, three, four months in? Yeah. It still feels weird. Me and this girl the other day were talking about um, 
how like there's this idea I kind of think where people just feel like as soon as 2020 ends, like all the problems will go away. And like, that's, that's kind of a weird mindset to me. Like there are a lot of people on social media trying to make light of it with, with some memes, you know, to to make people laugh, you know, this is where this was my plans, 2020s plans. Boom. Yes. All but destroying my plans. But Hey man, we're alive. That's that's what it all that's what all matters at the end of the day. Me and you are. Man. Anyone anyone that's alive, we're alive, man. Let's enjoy it. Let's make the most of it. Yeah, we can't all go be in a big old group and watch no. fireworks today. There's no but Nathan's we, hot. But dog in Albuquerque, we have four designated spots. And in case you don't know, out there at nine o'clock, we got four designated spots throughout the city. They're going to play fireworks at once, so we can enjoy some big fireworks from. Anywhere you are in the city. But here's the thing. So, like, we, we get to see some fireworks. We're alive, man. That's don't go to the crest because everyone's going to go to the crest. Oh, to, get, to go to nuts with the fireworks? That's what I'm saying. Like, don't do that. You're, you shouldn't. You really shouldn't. Don't do that. No. And we're not. Stay home. I hate that I have to preface what I'm about to say with this statement. I don't care where your political affiliation is. Hey, wash your hands. Wear your mask. You're going to be around people. Wash your hands. Wear your mask. That's not that... Just do it. The three W's. What's Wear that? Wear a mask, wash your hands, and watch your distance. Mm-hmm. I love that. WWW. All dot, those. Dot. Do it. Yeah. Dot. Yeah. Dot. Come on. Dot. Be smart. Anyways, take a lot of precautions dot this com. weekend. Enjoy your backyard. Yeah. Or front yard. Yeah. Or just stay in the house. Yeah. You got a small core group of people that you associate with regularly, less than 10. Yeah. Uh, if you got a, a second story. Yeah. Like, uh, like I do. Go on. The, go upstairs. Go watch, uh, go watch the fireworks from upstairs. That will be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful look. views in Albuquerque. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Come most, on. Most beautiful everything. Have a little have a little mellow boy today. Just just a little, just be mellow. Just be mellow. Enjoy a day where, hey, right now we don't got sports. Correct. But we're hopeful we're going to have sports, and we're hopeful we're going to have the NFL. We want to have preseason football. No one's going to miss that, though. Well, the NFL Players Union has a different side to take of that. They say, we don't want to do it. Right. You I, need a couple of games to get ready for the season. No, well, no. Well, the, well, the, okay, look. Mike. I was just thinking about this. The veterans in the league don't want any part of the preseason. Sure. It's the rooks that want it. It's, it's the youngins that are fighting for a playoff spot. We ha- or, The UDFAs. Sorry, excuse yeah. me, for a roster spot. We've got a New Mexico State Aggie what? that was just drafted huh? this year by the Detroit Lions yeah. and Jason Huntley, who, as a fifth-round pick, you're not necessarily no. guaranteed a spot as a fifth-round pick. So he needed to get on the field in the preseason. You mean you mean to, other, to, the other 31 sure. teams aren't watching his tape on Zoom? Well, he's on the Lions. He's already signed to the Lions. Well, still, I mean, but that's the thing with preseason. But, that's, but it's a non-guaranteed. You're a fifth-round pick. You're not guaranteed a spot. You you need to earn your spot. So he's going to have to earn it in training camp, and that's not necessarily, you know, the. the uh, it's just not. It's, it's not, not going to. It's not going to be as fair. Yeah, for for the young players who are brand new to the NFL and earn their spot on the field. Now that's where. Throughout this time since you've been drafted, since you've, been, you've joined your professional team, you have to have been training and staying in shape because once you get into training camp, there's no excuses because that, that's your tryout right there. You don't get to play a preseason game. They've already canceled it. 
the whole preseason, right? It's well, not, it's, it's not like, canceled officially, but the but, NFL but, PA but they're says, leaning there. Yeah. Well, so I guess so. The Players Association says get rid of all four of them. The league unofficially, it's being reported. Well, we're going to get rid of the first one and the last one, so we're only going to have two. But yeah. the thing about but I think it go I I think it we're going to see the preseason. It will be one. We're just going to see one. Here's the problem. As I see it. Because the NFL has already budged. It's like, okay, well, let's just do two. Like, right away, they're down to two. So the, I think the Players Association is going to get it all the way down to one. Have you seen Hamilton? Yeah, last night. Okay. Disney Plus. Now, do you believe... Lived up to the hype. Do you believe there was a dress rehearsal for Hamilton, or do you believe they just went out there and did it perfectly? There were hundreds and hundreds of dress rehearsals and tech rehearsals. I was in drama club. Okay. I know you have to for, I, First of all, going to be good. As far as news goes that no one is surprised to hear, Brandon Ortega was in drama club. Yeah, I was drama student of the year in my high school. That's, no big deal in senior year. No big deal. I'm not trying to brag, but that's just, that's just facts. You can't just create an award for yourself. I have it. At my house, I'll show it to you. Yeah. I still have it. It was a plaque. It was at the from senior, who the senior awards. You have your science kid of the year, your math, <laughs> English. <laughs> I was the I was the theater student of the year. You can see it on his wall when he's doing his sports cast. I'll put it up in the man cave for you next time we grill out. Don't be jealous. So my superlative was class clown, which is an actual one. Yours not super- really. Well, <laughs> what? <laughs> Who even it was, that was a student voted thing? Yes. Yeah, mine was given by teachers. That's not a real That's an actual uh, award. Coming back to the story at hand. It's academic. When, Yours is not academic. No. Mine is socio. Coming back to the story at hand. Yeah. You need preseason because yeah. and and I apologize to the gentleman. What was the gentleman's name from the Aggies? Jason Huntley. So Huntley is obviously with the Lions, no doubt. But but he's, pre- but he's a fifth-round pick, and you don't have a guaranteed spot as a yes, fifth-round pick. Yes, you're so correct. In, in the film, in the tape, and we're not just talking games. We're talking practice. We're talking coaching referrals. This is for 31 other teams, too, because if you get cut, you get wavered, you got a chance to end up somewhere. I think the, the one I always go to that's the most obvious but, and famous. But, 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 but in years past, the 31 other teams had some tape to go off of you playing yeah. preseason games. That's why you have you to have You may only get one game. It's not enough. And, I mean, you're not only talking about the draft picks. The undrafted mm-hmm. pool is always huge every single year. So they're fighting for – they're scratching to get on the field, too, for preseason games. So I think we're going to have one. I think that's what's going to happen because – at the end of the day, it will be beneficial for the younger players to get that so exposure. Tra- and, and for the teams to figure out which of these young guys are worth keeping. That's, they're they're going to need something like that. Traditionally, the last one is the closest one geographically, right? So traditionally, yeah, yeah. like uh, that's when the Jets play the Giants. Right. That's when the uh, St. Louis Rams play the Kansas City Chiefs. That's when the Chargers play well, when the, the, Ra- Sa- when the, St. Louis the L.A. Rams. Yeah. yeah. So with that said... Do you keep that one? Is that what you're thinking? Yeah. Because I think here's why I think you need two. You need one. You need a home game, because right. now okay. yeah, this yeah. is not you get off the bus. Yeah. To and, make it to make it fair for everyone, everyone gets in the way. Everyone right. It's a home. That that's a good point. And the 53 dudes just run through like a herd of cattle into their locker room. And just, well, now well, you get off. Well, in preseason, it's not 53. Was it like 80? Yeah. Right. 75 or whatever. 75, yeah. yeah. And so you have to have 75 temperatures taken. And you have to have 75. Uh, uh, analysis. That's just, the play, that's just the players. That's just the players. And just like 
Vital goes to the airport, right? Vital is the guy that shows up at the airport two and a half hours early because he don't like the stress. He wants to move at his own pace. He doesn't want to feel like he's up against it. Yeah. And th- it's a new regimen now for these players, home and away. Well, and especially this year, this is a perfect time for yeah. a dress rehearsal mm-hmm. with all the safety protocols that are in place are going to be in place. You got to make that. You at least got to have one game under your belt to have that all. You're right. Out. That's that's that that's a perfect way to to put it. Yeah, the NFL needs a dress rehearsal too. You need a home and an away. Like the MLB and the NBA. MLS, USL locally for New Mexico United, no one's getting dress rehearsals restarting their seasons. Or for the MLB starting their seasons, right? right. Except for this Field of Dreams game, which may or may not happen. Are we getting any exhibitions for the MLB? I don't think so. Well, and that one's not even an exhibition. That's a regular season. It is a regular and, and that Not one, an exhibition. Yeah, and that puts that in question for me because, like, do you need a novelty game when you yeah. only have 60 games? Yeah. You don't. Do you, do you need to take these two teams all the way to Iowa? Yeah. Right. Well, and that's like, I mean, I've been to Iowa. Mm-hmm. Like you drive to Iowa. Mm-hmm. Like you, like you're in Chicago. You don't. There's not a plane. Well, well no, the uh, no, the the uh, the teams I bet will fly. Where I do you bet. fly to, though? That's what I'm saying. Like, if you fly to like, there's a Des Moines airport, isn't there? Yeah, there's a Davenport airport. But that's the point. Like, it's not like St. Louis when you're 30 minutes yeah. from Bush Stadium. This is still an hour and a half on a bus. Yeah. Yeah, like it's. I mean, it's a whole other thing. It's a whole other production. I think they're gonna fly. Yeah. I, well, I would assume I, they would have flown, but they're not flying to the field next, like the landing strip next to yeah. Dyer's field. That's not a real thing. Yeah. That plane's too big. Yeah. It's not a crop duster. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, yeah, so the NFL, to your guys' point, everyone needs a home and away game. That's a good That's a good factor. That's That, that makes it fair. I agree. It keeps it fair for the teams. Each one gets one, one of each. I mean, and you got and you got to keep it geographical. I mean, look, there's there's enough teams to make it geographical. I mean, look at the NBA. What are they doing? They're playing the the the, the end of the regular season to get, right. knock the rust off. Is what Adam Silver was talking about. Right. Yeah. Well, because yeah, jumping into the playoffs at on the surface doesn't seem like a good idea. Plus, they had regular season games to finish anyway, so they just trimmed it down. Right. Correct. They trimmed it down. Hey, let's give all you guys some dress rehearsals before we jump into the real thing, the playoffs. That's for the NBA, at least. And the thing that's most interesting about the NBA is, like, that season is so long and it's so brutal and it's the travel and it's, and it's all things involved. Not to say the NFL's not. And this is the only one of, of uh, at least between the MLB, NFL, and NBA that are going to be bubbling it. Yes. MLS is going to bubble it, too. Correct. In the same venues, the, well, near the same venues. Like It's, it's all, all in the same city. Yeah. And the idea is... With the NBA, by the end of it, it's not necessarily who's best, but it's who's best conditioned. Like, it's the guys that are still there physically. Right. and Well, the, there's, you got the chemistry factor, too. Who, that's I, huge. Yeah, and I think lately teams have been able to get together in tiny groups to at least play some two-on-two, one-on-ones, stuff like that, to start rebuilding that team camaraderie and, and chemistry. I remember weeks ago, Van and I were talking about I was speculating that I bet on the super, 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 super DL, your LeBrons and your big-time players, they were already getting pickup games going. I bet they were they were doing anything they could to make sure everyone's temperature is good, make sure everyone's – if you're coming in, making sure you're not – make sure you're not sick, dude, and let's come hoop. Because how can you go that long yeah. without playing? Like these guys, this is where they're playing. You know, we're already past where the season would have ended – 
you know, they needed to keep playing. I bet they were. When we get, that's speculatory for me. When we get back from the break, I'm going to explore this some more. Let's go into the what might be a second a second wind for these athletes with what was unforeseen, like a conditioning break. Dave and Buster's presents ABQ Central live from the ABQ Act Studio, powered by New Mexico Pinion, 95.9 FM and AM 610 D Sports Animal. What song is this, Mike? I like this. Outcast. It is Outcast? What song? Yeah. I have no idea. Ain't no thing. It almost sounded like Miss Jackson for a second. But uh Are you for real? It had like the same sort of feel to it. Back on the program, Brian Ortega is joining us today as Van's not here. On assignment for the 4th of July. That's what they say, right? On assignment. <laughs> He's healthy, though. Let's say that. <laughs> we can we can disclose that. Yes, we can disclose Very that. healthy. Physically. Having a good weekend. Yeah, we'll be in the lineup next week. To, yes, to our expectation. You brought it up during the break, and, and we're going to go back to this conversation about player conditioning and, and how I believe you can kind of throw everything you've ever seen out the window, and now everyone's fresh again. Cam Newton fresh? Is he fresh for the New England Patriots? Patriots sure hope so. Yeah. Because if he's fresh, they've got a chance to get back in the playoffs. Maybe be back in the mix again. They, they Yeah. <sighs> they're, they're, they're losing an all-time great. And Tom Brady. They are not high enough on Jared Stidham to just give him the keys to the, to the car quite yet. So they're going to bring in Cam Newton. And, yeah, if he's healthy. And the Patriots must think so because they, they certainly took their time in making his signing official. I think they did their due diligence and went through all of his medical testing and and uh, did some private workouts with him. and uh, or, maybe, or maybe did it through Zoom. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Who knows what everyone was doing for, for all of these free agent signings, what's, what's allowed, what's not allowed. But, um, yeah, Cam Newton to the Patriots, it's a done deal. And uh, we were they, talking about conditioning and, yeah, and how, how this is all going to affect everything for sports. Let me finish this thought, and I'm yeah. so sorry. The skill guys around Cam Newton in New England, they're not what they used to be. No. No. That wide receiving core is... But Brady got it done with just about everybody he had, whether it was Randy Moss or Wes Welker, Julian Edelman. Yeah, all those guys can go. The thing yeah. that was that made Tom Brady a little exceptional. Well, we'll see. We'll see how they. Pl- we'll see how Julian Edelman plays without Tom Brady, because a lot a lot of people would argue Tom Brady was elevating all of these guys. There's With no the exception of Randy Moss is probably the one. Yes. you can say hundred percent. He didn't need Tom Brady to be all time great. Correct, all time great before he got to the Patriots. That just only elevated his, his hey, Hall of Fame status. Tom Brady is known for winning Super Bowls with punt returners. Yeah, he'll throw the ball to Troy Brown or Danny Amendola or Wes Welker or who like these guys are not top tier wide receivers. They're top tier kick returners. And and, and and Rob Gronkowski, I believe, yes, to uh, be also, fair, also belongs in the Randy Moss category. Too. I agree. Although he's only played with Tom Brady. That's that's well. If you get to pick the, one, that's only been the that's the only quarterback he's had on a full time status. But we can all agree, Rob Gronkowski is a Hall of Fame talent. That two seasons he played with the tight end that played with Tim Tebow, of Florida. What was his name? Aaron Hernandez. Aaron Hernandez, who's now in jail. Or, no, sorry, nope, no, no, no longer with. No, him. he's not. Was in jail before. before that's he passed what, away. I just I think Cam Newton needs a little more help from skill guys. And no offense to Keneal Harry, who. Yeah, who? 
I just think he's going to, I don't know, he's going to have to have a little bit more. But we'll, we'll see. see how he fits yeah. into the system. Like, are they going to tweak the system to him? Or is he going to adjust to the system the Patriots have? I think, I, I, I think, I think you have to adjust have to him. To the, the, the Patriot way doesn't bend for anybody, right? Seems that and way. I think Brady, what made him great is that three-step three back up and the timing patterns, that's what he was so great at. Now, you got a quarterback just like Newton who doesn't really – use that kind of timing approach to throwing downfield, so that's going to be but, interesting. But if he's going to adjust to anybody, you would think it's going to be to the Patriots and Bill Belichick. Yeah, well, and the money. Because the way the contract's laid out, this is not a pay me because I deserve it. This is a pay me, respect me. Incentive-laden yeah. contract. Yeah. He has to beat out the kid from Auburn. What's his name? Jared Stidham. What what part of Kentucky is he from? I've never He's heard from of him. Stephenville, Texas. He's a okay. West Texas kid. When I was working in Abilene, 2011 and 2014, saw him play a few times and uh, lit it up. Was a blue chip recruit out of Texas. Initially committed to Baylor. That didn't work out and ended up at Auburn and did pretty well. Got and uh, got picked up by the Patriots. Has he ever thrown a professional pass? Not outside of preseason. I'm not even sure if he did preseason. Yeah, he did. He must have done preseason last year, it, it, just it, off the top of my dome. So it looks to me he has thrown two professional passes, and one was an interception. In, in garbage time. And the Patriots are so deceptive because all preseason they're saying, Stidham's our guy. He's going to be the guy. He's got a great right. upside. And then they go with Newton, which is, I think, the right move. It's absolutely right. I mean, look, they're either going to go all the way with Cam or they're just going to use Cam to push Stidham. In training camp, there's only two ways you can go with that. I just, I mean, call Green Bay, just trade for Aaron Rodgers. Like you got to do something. Yeah, they're not ready to let go of him. No, of course they're not. But. Although, well, some people think they they are because they used a first round pick on Jordan Love. So some people are like, oh, okay, just let Aaron Rodgers go now, let you, Jordan Love play right away, but. You know, that's why I said they're, that. They're, they're going to do the exact same thing they did with Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers. They're going to sit love for a couple of years, and then they'll, they're, they're hoping it will work out better at the end with Rodgers than it did with Favre, and that Rodgers will just retire after two or three years. But well, we'll see how long he CB pulls a Brady and wants to keep playing in his mid-40s. So what about, like, uh, Vitell Chicago Bears, right? Like, they got Mitchell Trubisky and Nick Foles. Excuse right. me, I'm a diehard Packer fan, <laughs> so you need to – that's like fighting words. <laughs> it's like Cubs and Cardinals. <laughs> you just got to make a move. That's all I'm saying. Like in, in, well, that was their move, Cam Newton. Right. That was their move, dude. I'm in on it. I don't think it's a bad move. Especially if the dollar amount looks right. Yeah, they didn't break the bank with no. him at all. You call Antonio Brown? They don't. They don't break the. They don't break the bank for anybody. It's why Tom Brady's a Buccaneer now. I cannot or partially probably. And Rob Gronkowski, Buccaneer. Well, he retired a year or two ago, yeah, but, and then was like, "Psych." Yeah, I'm gonna go play with Tom after I become a WWE champion. <laughs> I'm gonna go play with Tom. <laughs> But they traded his. They New England obviously still had his rights. So like they gave that up. They got whatever picks or whatever. They yeah, got they from. moved on from yeah. him. Yeah, they always get rid of guys like one year too early. But that works out because you don't keep anyone one year too late. And this goes all the way back. Well, you could argue Tom Brady's up there now in age, although he was still still producing. extremely productive. Yeah, yeah. Brandon Cooks one year. Well, too he's early. the one guy you keep as long as you can. Tom Brady. Tom Brady, yeah. The one guy you keep as long as you can is Bill Belichick. Yeah. Yeah. They're they're letting him go on his terms. 
Oh, yes. Right? Like, they're keeping him as long as he wants to stay. If you'd have asked me... They already have his eventual replacement, most likely, in Josh McDaniels. He's there chilling. He hasn't taken any head coaching jobs. Ever. Yeah. Well, no, he was with the, the Broncos for a second. He was oh, the head coach of the Broncos. Did he do college he, stuff he, was, or he was the one that drafted Tim Tebow. He was the offensive coordinator for the Rams for five minutes. McDaniels? Yeah. Yeah, he yeah, jumped yeah. around a little bit. Yeah, yeah, The next head coach in the New England Patriots is not Josh McDaniels. It's Tom Brady. Mm, I don't think so. Okay. Drew Bledsoe. <laughs> he's, he's got his own wine company. He's good. Is that real? Yeah. I'm going to buy that. Very successful wine company. Washington State University alum Drew Bledsoe has his yep. own? Napa. What? Mm-hmm. Check it out. Google it. If there's buy one, get one, I'm going to give one to you. Cool. I'll give it to the fiance. Aw. She's a, she's a whiner. Well, come on now. That's rude. What's the term for someone that likes wine? <laughs> it's not whiner. That's what I call it. We were talking before the break. Uh, what wine is wine connoisseur? Yeah, is it, but whiner's is so much quicker. So much better. There's this girl, and we were talking last night, and there's currently through the Midwest, if you don't know, there's this bear traveling from, like, Wisconsin to middle Missouri. Yeah. Okay, so you're familiar with this, Vital? Well, I'm from Wisconsin. An right. actual bear? Yes, and it's called uh, Bruno the Bear, and I don't know anything about this for real. Like, except, a, like a grizzly? Yeah, uh, like a black bear. Black right. bear. Right, or perhaps a grizzly, perhaps a yogi the bear, I'm not sure. Um but Bruno the Bear, historically, is the name of the bear that played Gentle Ben on the late 60s series Gentle Ben. Are you familiar? Nope. No, okay. So, anyways, <laughs> he's traveling from Wisconsin to the Ozarks, which you are familiar with. On Netflix. Thank you. And um, now everyone is claiming to be a bearologist. Yeah. And here's the thing. That's not a job. That's not a real title. Not even a thing for the for the masses, no, that's like a you got to like study that. Yes, but also more than just a, a fifteen minute Google session. Yes, yeah, and it's again though not you a gotta thing. Go to school for that. There's not a degree in bearology. Well, like zoology. Yes, like that's a can, degree. You can study animals. You yeah, can be a vet. Oh my gosh, absolutely. And bears are probably there's probably a chapter or a couple courses on bears. <laughs> Is there? You would think. <laughs> Depending on what school. <laughs> hey guys, I know spring break's right around the corner. We're gonna make sure we cram this one in. But uh, he wants to go intern. Yeah. At I don't know somebody at random. Zoo just with the any, bears. Anyone? Ran- All right, Brandon. Uh, how quickly can a bear climb a tree? Go. Five. <laughs> that's five seconds. That's, come on now. You travel four hundred miles. In how big is the tree? <laughs> Vital, give me the uh, hibernation rate of black bears when they're above a latitude of this. Go. Like what? Two to one. That's. There's no bearology degree. That's ridiculous. There's probably a minor in bears. What? Again? You can minor in some weird stuff, man, nowadays. You can minor in weird things. If you look up much weirder than bears. If you look up bear minor. You can minor in like Star Wars. Well, obviously, yes, because that's an entire curriculum. But if that's you look. A fictional sh- that's a fictional story. Bears are real. If you right now Google bear minor. You're going to get, like, a constellation in the sky. Like, you're not going to get, like, an actual university. I'm, I'm going to find it. If you Google college bear, you're going to get, like, southeast Missouri state fighting bears. I don't care what school. You're going to get cow bears. I don't care what school it is. You can you can get a degree in studying bears. No, you cannot. How to become a bear biologist. So, okay. first that's I Googled that. In three seconds. Okay. So, what, you pay $75 for a certificate? That's a scam. 
Brandon. Into the study of bears, undergraduate degree, the University of Montana. The Grizzlies? <laughs> How about that, Fred? That's just one school. By, by let, it go, let it go, bud. You can study bears. Vital, when did you first learn about this Bruno the Bear? Gentle Ben. Yes, when? Was it weeks ago? Because I just learned no, about it yesterday. I, I heard about it, uh, yeah, about a week and a half. Isn't it? it just, it's, and it's taken the nation by storm. This girl, she's like, every day, she's like, do you want some updates? I'm like, no. On Bruno? On Bruno the Bear. I think LeBron's going to win the whole thing because he rested. That's the point I wanted to get to. All yeah. that just That's where we were trying to get back yes. to. Yes. Because bears rest a lot. Yes. And. <laughs> yeah, LeBron had a hibernation period. He had period. a healthy dose of hibernation and now getting back after it. Speaking of getting court. Speaking of getting back at it, we're going to do that as we're talking, I guess, the the Washington uh, name that cannot be uttered. I don't, I don't know how. Still, it's still their name. You okay. can still say Redskins. It's their name for the meantime, but. Looks like they're changing it. Cleveland Indian talk when we get back. ABQ Central. Oh, excuse me. I totally blew the name. <laughs> David Busters presents ABQ Central live from the ABQ Act studio. Powered by New Mexico Pinion. 95.9 FM and AM 610. D. I got a real number for you here. Are you ready, Brandon? Do it. <clears throat> yep. 87 investment firms and shareholders. Oh, yeah. Worth a collective. Yep. Of $620 billion. With a B. With a b b b. Yeah. Asked Nike, FedEx, and Pepsi to terminate their business relationship with the NFL's Washington Redskins unless the team agrees to change its controversial name. It's about time. What? It's about time. It's been decades that people have asked, been asking for this, been demanding it. And it took that for this to finally happen. 505-246-0610. Haven't taken a call today. We'll take yours. <sighs> What's the number? 505-246-0610. There you go. And here's the thing. Listener knows the number. Mm. New <laughs> new listeners don't, though. There could be new listeners. If there's a new listener, everything is at TalkABQ. That's Facebook, Instagram, and the Twitter. Find us at TalkABQ. So Washington said in an official statement, which, and by the way, before we get to the statement, I'm not even going to read it in proper. They just said, we're going to explore changing the name. That's the official they're statement. They're basically caving. Yeah, they're basically going to do yeah. it. Not because of social pressure. No. No. Not because it's the, the right moolah. thing. The moolah. Yeah. $620 billion worth of investors. But let me tell you why I'm okay with Including this. FedEx, who now is the title sponsor of the stadium. Yes. Yeah. We don't want your racist team name playing here. Yeah. It's always been racist. It's always been an offensive oh term my. for Native Americans. Yes. But it took these companies to make it happen. Correct. It's unfortunate that the Native American groups that have been fighting this for decades couldn't get it changed. At least it's happening now. And I'm, I'm sure they're, they're having that attitude towards it. Like, well, it's about time. At least it's happening now. It's about time, and at least it's happening now, I think, is the best summary. But if you're just now jumping on this bandwagon... Which a lot of people have been on forever. The the most famous kind of broadcaster, in my opinion, is Amani Jones. Amani Jones has been on it for a long. Are you familiar with him? He's the ESPN guy. He um, but Bo Amani Jones. Oh, I'm so sorry. I did that twice. I, yes, Bo Amani Jones. But he, for he's been on this thing forever. So if he right now gets out and is like, "Hey, Washington's response is who, not who, by the way, who don't 
folks that don't know who Bamani Jones is, is not a Native American no, no, no. man. No. African American yes. man. A black man. And he, for years, has been educated on this for a long time. For a while, and educating others. Yeah. So if he comes out and is like, hey, Washington's response to this is not good enough. It's structured incorrectly. It's a work to go over us. I mean, you know what, Bomani? I'm in. I'm listening to you on this one, guy. But if you're new social justice warrior that just likes to jump on to story of the day to be associated with it and say, hey, Washington said their uh, team name too many times in their official statement, and they only had um, 13 sentences in their declaration. It should have been closer to 21 for my you – know, you, can, you can shut it. You can shut it hard. Because you're going to get the result that you now are claiming you want, and they might not be doing it the exact same you want, the exact same way you want them to, but you're going to get there. So I think the thing that's so interesting about this is Washington's going to make a move because they're being forced to make a move, but the move they're going to make is not going to satisfy everyone. And because it's what, not, well, depending on what they change it to. What, what I mean, what are their options? The Washington states. The, the Maryland Redskins. <laughs> yeah, right? Every, every, everyone's got suggestions, that's for sure. Are, I really don't know what the, what would be the leader right now. Senators? Well, senators. Generals, so what, General? That, so uh, there's always there's already odd makers, odds makers, right, taking bets on like 15 names that could be potential. Red Tails is another one. The airplane. Red Tails. Yeah, I don't know would, where would, they got keep, that. Yeah, though, that's on this list. Okay, so Senators, I'm seeing the list. Um, Bra- Braves, that one that one seems not good to me. No, what? No. no. Hogs, okay, I'm into that. Because ho- they are Hog Nation. Yeah, that's a clever one. Red Hawks, Senators. Senators. You, I heard on this list Capitals is on there, but you already have Washington Capitals. doesn't make any sense. I'm not against that, though. I'm not against no. another Washington Nationals. St. Louis did it for a long time. No, the no, no, Capitals. Capitals is on the list, too. They have a Capitals as well. Yes, I'm into yeah. that. I like the double one. Well, it's been – I mean, so back in the day we had the New York football giants and the New York baseball giants. Correct. Did, were they, did they exist at the same time? Yes. Yeah, it's weird. I love that. I think that's just confusing. Yes, I, it's confusing how much I love it. No, you could, you, you could be more creative than that. There's, there's a lot of names that could work. I don't want a, I don't want a military name. We already have or, the Patriots. Or, or, or anything – so you don't want military or anything uh, from like a, a warrior soldier standpoint, gladiators. Yeah, no, I don't. Yeah, don't want that. I don't need warriors or brave hearts or nothing of that. Anything nature. of a battle? No theme. Okay. No, you don't want that. Now, if there was, if there was one that like maybe paid an homage to like, because that's such a rich historical everything, right? What. Um, Washington, D.C., the capital, right? Yeah. Everything in America. Right. Yeah, if you had something that was of that nature. Well, you got the Wizards. Like, that's not. When they change. It has nothing to do. That's just a, like a W and a W, you know, uh, matching up right there. When they changed their name from social pressure. Right. Like, this is not unique. Well, they used to be the Bullets. Yeah, and they said, ooh, not anymore. Guns. Yeah. No, no bueno. No, no good. Yeah. Like I, I don't expect Washington to become the Musketeers. Yeah, which isn't terrible. I mean, if we're being, it's mm, pretty bad. What if you were the Bluecoats? The Bluecoats? Yeah, I think they're going to want to try to keep some sort of color scheme that they already have, unless they just decide to go total rebrand, new name, new colors. That's another way they could do it. Washington Americans. 
That 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 could that maybe could, I could see that happening. Cleveland's going to change their name, I, right? I could see that happening. I haven't heard that yet. It's just the Reds, the Redskins is the one that's uh, Cleveland Indians said they're the going to change right their name. Hmm. The Cleveland Indians just said it this morning. Cool. What about Atlanta? Does the do the Atlanta Braves need to make a move? I think I've I've heard over the years that the chance they do is offensive. I've heard that as well. Right, but not necessarily the name has been offensive. I'm not educated on that one, but I I know for sure the chance gotten controversial. Over the years. From the time you went to bed, the Cleveland Indians, quote, determine the best path forward for team name. Crazy. Crazy. Also crazy. 13 hours ago. You're right, man. That was like last night. I don't sleep. That's what I'm trying to get to here. Like, do colleges now start making moves? Do high schools have to start making moves? Mm-hmm. Where I used to broadcast, this is real. I think I've even said this here in Albuquerque on air. I used to broadcast for a team in Illinois. So, so well, real quick, though. Yeah. Redskins is, and, and I apologize for saying it, but that's that's the team name for now. But it's an offensive term. It's, it's derogative. Indians, Seminoles, I don't know about Braves, but Indians and Seminoles especially, ne- not necessarily are offensive names, but are like the mascots and the amount of money you're profiting off of titling yourself Native American culture, is that like taking advantage, right, of the brand? And are the Native American groups and cultures out there, are are they getting any profit off this? They're profiting. Oh, okay. You know, they're profiting off of this, these names and and the identity. I do not believe that the University of Illinois Fighting Illini, who no longer has Chief Illinik, who was removed, has ever one time paid dividends mm-hmm. right. to the Illini. Right. I don't believe that has ever happened. Mm-hmm. I don't know that, but I'm telling you, I think I would know it if it had happened. And if they are, they're not getting a lot. And whenever the, the University of Illinois Fighting Illini got rid of Chief Illinik, that was a big deal. Mm-hmm. The uh, the your neighborhood, Vital, the North Dakota Fighting Sioux. They changed their name to the Cyclones or whatever, or the Hawks. I have no yeah, idea. It, what it was, was the yeah Bison, Bison, Bison. Okay, no, no, that, no, no, that's North Dakota State. You're North Dakota State. Excuse me. Whatever. The, uh, my bad. Sorry, North Dakota. In so it, it used to be the Fighting Sioux. It's something else now. Real generic. Don't know. Something real generic. Thank, but yes, we should know. Fighting Hawks. It's Fighting Hawks now. They went four years without a name. Yeah. They were just North Dakota. Because they, they made a move. And these, like... Because they couldn't decide. It, it actually... To. It had something to do with uh, enrolling class. Mm-hmm. But I don't... Don't quote me on why or how. But, like, the University of Illinois, North Dakota, they made these moves on their own to get rid of these things that were deemed offensive mm-hmm. by themselves. Right. It's not Washington being forced to do it. It's not former NASCAR everything Dan Snyder, which, by the way, NASCAR lead in the... The pace on this thing. They're the metronome of what should be change. They're like, okay, yeah, we'll change it. $670 billion. Yeah. Well, you're so, I'm sorry, you're alluding to NASCAR and the Confederate flag? Is that what you're alluding to? Well, Dan to Snyder was part of NASCAR, and now NASCAR is doing such an excellent job as far as it goes to like race relations and the idea that like they do a really good they're, job. Tr- they're trying. I'm, I'm not going to say they're doing an outstanding job, but they're trying. From where they started to where they are, I'll tell you they're the most successful one. 
Yeah. Well, the, again, Confederate flag, like I've talked about with Van on the show, compared to the Redskins, both are offensive, man. Both should have been banned a long time ago. Correct. So it's about time. That's the that's the point of the, I agree. the whole thing. Washington is not going to consider the Washington stormtroopers. Never know. But <laughs> you can get some Star Wars fans that have never watched football to start watching. The you, S- you can't rule out anything at this point. <sighs> the varsity should have made- basically got Darth Vader as our president right now. So team owner Darth Vader. I just yeah. there's something about it. There's something about it where it's like. I, I appreciate that you're doing it. I want to be critical on the reason why, but I think as long as it gets done. It's not done yet. Yeah, it's – they're just – they're starting the process. Yeah. You're in, yeah, you're in the initial phase of it. So we'll see. I'll it, go, it, better, it better happen. I'll buy a hog shirt. I don't mind. We're wrapping this thing up when we get back. The varsity today is sides at a barbecue. What is the varsity of sides that you would bring to a yeah. barbecue? Let's let's call in, folks. Let's talk sides. We'll finish it out with you if if you give us the time. 505-246-0610. Dave and Buster's presents ABQ Central live from the ABQ Act Studio, 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Back on the program. Been a good one today. Brandon Ortega. KOB's Brandon Ortega. Star of TV and radio, Brandon Ortega. Oh, my God. Mike, again, bringing in the hot tracks. What was that one, Mike? That sounded like... Lenny Kravitz. It did sound like Lenny. He's so good. Tunnel vision. Good looking guy. Lenny legend. That's what I call him. Does he he know this? (laughs) That's what I have on my phone when he calls. (laughs) Lenny legend. Oh, my gosh. Thank you to a friend of the show, Craig Edwards of Fangraphs.com. He was great. He was great today. Oh, he's excellent. He's so smart. Fangraphs.com. So smart. Covered everything we wanted to cover. We wanted to save the last segment for, oh, I don't know. The most important thing in the world, the birthday of the United States of freaking America. And what you're eating. What are you eating today? Here's what I'm going to have. And by the way. Well, you're going to be driving a lot today. Well, yeah, we got to make a little drive. A little drive again. That's a whole nother road trip food is another whole nother conversation. But what's your favorite side? My road trip food is sunflower seeds. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you on that one. Yeah. I am a spitter. If we have a road trip together, it would get nasty. We'd need a family bag. Yeah, give me seeds, seeds for days. The varsity today is sides for a Fourth of July barbecue, yeah. and and not, here's not the main dish. No, the sides, the sides, right? And, and what stands so unique about the Fourth of July barbecue as opposed to regular weekend barbecue is you get a little loose at the Fourth of July. Yeah, yeah. If we're just barbecuing, barbecuing, if we're throwing washers or bags, or maybe the kids are in the pool, mm-hmm. that's a whole nother day. But the 4th of July, mm-hmm. getting a little loose. 4th of July, over the years of all the barbe- family barbecues I've been to, there's, like, we, our family, I feel like my aunt, I'm going to shout out my Aunt Lorraine today. She's probably having a few people over. How's she? In uh, California. I think they're trying to, at least, trying to round up a teeny little group. Right. In Southern California. Keep it less than 10, folks. Man, her and my Uncle John, grill master. Uh, I mean, you got anything from ribs, chicken, um, steak. I mean, you name it, they got it. Hamburgers. Carne asada. Yeah. Hey, be on. Bring your own meat. Right. Hot dogs. Yes. Burgers. So my decide that 
for Fourth of July specifically, I always felt like someone, and I may, it, maybe I've always been the same person, or maybe it was just my aunt at her house had rice aroni. Ooh, hanging out. Yeah, no, I never had that. And and for me, that's it's something I don't. Dish, and, and that's rice. something I don't eat very often. I can't even remember the last time. Maybe the last time I had it was at her house for Fourth of July. You're talking about the San Francisco treat. The San Francisco treat, rice aroni. Um, I feel like it complements almost any thing you're gonna grill. It can complement a hot dog, okay. a burger, steak, chicken. There's it no kind of go with everything. There's it's, no way it's, it's one of those weird dishes. It's not the varsity though, because I can't even put it above like deviled eggs. Yeah, like that's di- very popular. I don't, I don't go on that, but I'm a picky eater. Right. I also don't eat it because that's not for me. But like a baked bean, like a like like something you put in maybe like a barbecue or like a root beer thing or something all day. Yeah. But here to me, I'm going. Fourth of July, guys. I'm not going bar. I'm going like vegetable baked, kebabs, baked beans, potato salad, fruit That's salad. That's a little too regular for me. That's what I'm saying. I, I'm going top tier here. Okay, give me the vegetable kebabs. You're trying to get weird. Yeah, give How me corn. Yeah, corn, corn on, the on the cob. Love corn on the cob. Corn on the cob for sure. And then New Mexico style corn on the cob. How good is that stuff? Where you put like all the the butters and the seasonings on it? What's that called, Vital? You know what that's uh, called. The, that seems pretty standard. The elote, elote, elote. Am I saying that correctly? Elote? I don't know how to say it. It's, I don't even know what you're saying. You're saying it's so bad. It's delicious. Yeah. Anything <laughs> anything you can dip in vodka, anything that can soak in vodka. <laughs> Give me a watermelon vodka. My, Mike, what's your dish? What's your side dish? Uh, I don't – I'm like you, Brandon. I'm real picky. I yeah. Have to, I, yeah, I don't we know. We got to speak for the picky eaters, though. Yeah. What's What's your picky side? That you can go. You with. going with the mac and cheese? You going with that kind of? Ooh, uh, you know what? That's a that's a great one. That is mac a good one. Cheese, yeah. Now are we going just craft? We going basic? No, no, no. You're going full go ca- full Cassie like, boy, like full yeah. on noodles. Yeah, it's a full like, Cassie like boy, big boy noodles. Yeah. yeah, yeah, good pick. Yeah, well, do you guys do like the herb stack potatoes here? Is that a thing? Do you guys do that? Thinly sliced potatoes, season them up, stack those bad boys, throw them in there, bake them out, that, pull the toothpick that out. That style, I don't, I don't know, but yeah, potatoes for sure. You can do potatoes all kinds of different ways. That's, I'm just yeah, baked potatoes uh, on the grill too. With... Yeah, I'm more of a mash guy. Okay, potatoes. I'm basic. I'm, I'm so I'm so basic and picky, man. Now, are you going full plate? Or are you going like like dog in hand, beer in hand? Yeah. So like, if it was pre parenthood, because <laughs> look, when you got a, a little one. You have to be strategic mm-hmm. in how you're eating. Like my first plate, if I'm like, because my son's always going to want to like eat with me. You know, he's always going to want to be on dad's lap at a party. He's not going to sit on his own yet because he's kind of a shy kid when he first goes somewhere. So I'm going like burger and hot dog because I can grab each one and eat it with one hand, right? Because the other hand, you got to help out little man. Now, if this is before parenthood, I'm going full plate. Like I'm going all out. First plate, fill up as much as you can. And then, if I'm feeling, if I'm going there hungry, you know, then I'll then I'll go like a mini play after that. I'm gonna hit you right now with the greatest side for a Fourth of July barbecue, and it's actually dessert. It's a it's apple Ooh, pie. I think, okay, I thought you know what? Um, at my aunt's house, Jello salad. Jello shots? No, no, no. Although oh. <laughs> although those float around too. It's like uh, Jello with like whipped cream. Like they mix it in. Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. What's that called? Uh, Pink Lady. Okay. Yeah. 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 That that is that's that's, that's delicious. I don't remember hearing that one that uh, it being called that, but yeah. Yes. Sounds, sounds like something. But I'm t- like apple pie number one on the Fourth of July. Number one. It's not even close. And then after that, Bud Light. Oh, I thought you were going to keep naming pies. Oh no, <laughs> Bud Light. Bud Light pie. Cherry. Yeah. Because one time that cherry tree got cut down. 
Tres Leches. You guys had that? I've never even yes, heard I of it. I, well, yeah. I hadn't heard. I haven't necessarily heard of it until like a month ago. We went it's to. Pretty good. We celebrated someone's birthday recently and got a Tres Leches cake. It's just like vanilla. Okay, it looks delicious. Oh God, it's just like vanilla for days and chilling everything. Also, those little Debbies, like American snackers, you yeah. put those bad boys. You know what I'm talking about, Vital. I know yeah. you do. Those little square ones with uh, the stars and stripes on them. Put those in the freezer. Oh my gosh. Did you have a go-to Fourth of July spot? Like mine was like my uncle George's house for years. Then Aunt Lorraine took over when I was older. Yeah, you got I, like a go-to. Were you guys? I, were you guys at the house? As a kid, we did. We floated. So we would float the river on the 4th of July. Oh, I thought and, you meant like you floated the destination. No. Like, like everyone took a turn doing it. You but, literally were floating. But as an adult, like here in Albuquerque, for instance, I ran yeah. a sports and wellness for a long time. Right. So I barbecued for like hundreds of guests oh, wow. every day. Too bad we're you not did? doing that today, man. Yeah, that but it, you can't now. Yeah. So I've always yeah. hosted the best of the party. Speaking of the best. You are the party. We wanted to do. We wanted to end the program with what I identify as the greatest one-hit wonder of all time. Mm. Not a one-hit wonder, but. All right. The greatest song in the history of the entire T of existence, at least made by man on this planet. We're going to end the program for you today with the Star Sangled Banner. Any final words before we do, Brandon? Are we, are we playing it now or are we, like, we going to – we can't talk over it, right, because it's the national anthem. We're absolutely not going to talk over it. So you are going to say goodbye. I am going to say goodbye. And we're going to let Albuquerque for the next however long the national anthem lasts. Two and a half minutes, there's always an over-under. I just want to say happy 4th to everyone yes. out in New Mexico. Be safe. Everyone, in Cal- my family in California and Texas and everyone, mom and dad, love you guys. Have a good 4th. Hopefully i see you soon. That's awesome. Brandon, happy holiday. Mike, happy holiday. Wash your hands. Wear your mask. Watch your distance. Good job, everyone. GG.